Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. This is Mary, and I'm joined here with the amazing, magical, most radiant, most wondrous Christina. And today we're covering another one of our favorite animes. And this one is a favorite for a very different reason than you may think, <laughs> because it has a lot of lessons in it that we'd like to kind of share and give our own input. And it's the none other than Ita Kiss which you might also know as Playful Kiss or Mischievous Kiss because it's had so many reiterations on versions come out. And if you don't know the story, to just give you a rundown, it's about a naive and at times very ditzy high school girl who is madly in love with a really smart, the smartest boy in her school and follows him around like a lovesick puppy. Until eventually, many years, many seasons later, they actually end up together many, many years later. Perhaps the slowest burn in all of anime history. So, surprise, surprise, we're covering another shoujo. Have you figured out what aspect of relationship we want to talk about yet? I'm going to give you a countdown. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one, and time. If you thought healthy relationship boundaries, then ding, 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 ding. You are correct, my friends, because for as much fun and goofiness and hopeless optimism that Itakis provides its viewers, probably reason why Mary and I really wanted to dig into this series is because Homegirl could use some coaching. <laughs> Kotoko, God bless her, she could have used some interventions in life. And I want to be clear, it's still a fun series. I really liked it the first time I watched it. But I think if you get outside of the feel-good hokiness of it, it's a it's a really great romantic story to look about to look at how a relationship may have gone differently if the person who was seeking it was better about creating boundaries for herself. Yes, Christina. Yes. <laughs> you should see my face and Christina's face. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about this, this series is that, look, I watched it when I was, I think, I don't know, a high school student, maybe. And I was like, oh, but she loves him. And of course, and happily ever after. But, you know, in retrospect, and after doing my own personal work and coaching, healthy boundaries are so important when we think about relationships, because they really kind of set a space for us to be with ourselves and also to be supportive of our partners. And so we wanted to look at some of the, the ways that boundaries don't show up for Kotoko and then kind of highlight what could have gone differently or maybe what kind of boundaries she could have set up for herself in that space. So one of, I think, the first examples that comes for me is that probably like, and this is throughout the whole series. I mean, Kotoko has no sense of self 
when you think about it. Everything she does is driven to kind of follow Idiot throughout his, his journey. So we really don't get to see who Kotoko is as a person or as an individual. Like, what are her interests aside from Idiakun? What does she like? What doesn't she like? What does she want to create for herself in her life? You know, every conversation is geared around this relationship. And I think one of the boundaries that she could have set up for herself is like having that time, having that space, creating that space to actually say, okay, these are my goals. Like independent of you, these are my own personal goals. And this, these are some of the things that I want to work on and achieve. Yeah, absolutely. So to bottom line it, you know, healthy boundary 101, make sure that even as you're pursuing a relationship, you're still working on your own goals and growth. And I want to pause there for a second because, again, like we said, eat a kiss, it's adorable. And, you know, I think what's great about a lot of high school shoujos is perhaps in hindsight, we get to see where we may have had similar relationships <laughs> or how, how it went similarly for us. You know, I was catching up with a friend recently who had had that same girlfriend all four years of high school and even the first year of college. And he made a remark that was like, you know, looking back on that relationship, I have no idea if my girlfriend liked me or if she liked being in a relationship. And I think for many of us, whether we started dating in high school, middle school, college, maybe we're still putting off the great romantic endeavor because it seems like a bad idea. Um, maybe we want to be Zenitsu, like uh, Mary is waving as we're recording. Don't be like Zenitsu. I don't know if Zenitsu represents healthy relationship goals. That could be a separate episode in itself. But I digress. My point being is as we're highlighting, you know, uh, Kotoko and Irie's patterns here, like look for yourself. Can you connect with either side of this coin? Can you see how you yourself have set up relationships this way in your life before? And if so, is it useful to notice that you've done it so that you can now reinvent how it goes from here? So getting back to our beloved characters, <laughs> I would say that another big healthy boundary you got to look at is being respectful of your partner's point of view. And this is one I really want to highlight EDA because the thing about him is if Kotoko is overly focused and overly attentive to her love interest and his goals and ambitions, EDA is on the other side of the fence. EDA is incredibly self-absorbed in what he's into and what he's up to and what his goals are. And everyone else can kind of screw themselves. You know, he makes a pretty blunt statement one of the first times you see him, which is that he hates stupid girls. Point blank. That is his view on people. And he has a very limited metric for how he measures that, which is what class they belong to, aka what is their ranking when they take tests. And so immediately you see, at least as they're young high schoolers, EDA does not bring a lot of respect to Kotoko. You know, he doesn't look at her and go, wow, like what a sweet and tender person. That's someone that's so generous. You know, what's funny about Kotoko, she goes on to be a nurse later in life. You know, it turns out academics don't matter that much when you just have a caring for, for being of service to others. 
but he doesn't see her gifts and her point of view. He just sees test scores and goes, oh, well, test scores are what matters to me. So she's dumb and I don't need to focus on her. Oh, but and that's exactly the type of person you want to be in a relationship with. Um, but continuing on, on that train of thought, I think one of the other healthy boundaries that kind of just really stands out for me is, you know, uh, is the vulnerability, is practicing vulnerability with your partner. And we see this more from Kotoko than we do from Idiot, who keeps his feelings very close to his chest. But even with Kotoko, it's kind of like she shows when she does express her feelings, they're, they're kind of done in a uh, disempowered way. They come out as a whine or a complaint or you're not giving me attention or something like that. And there's an opportunity when we're in a relationship to practice vulnerability on purpose, continuously, because that's what a relationship takes. It takes a partnership where we're both, you know, willing to be open and exchange ideas thoughts feelings with one another and that's not really present here (laughs) a lot yeah and it's kind of funny how I think for a lot of us we see dynamics like that a lot in media like we see oh like two people that are incapable of expressing themselves emotionally and we go oh they're so unavailable that's so attractive (laughs) which is why I got to give a shout out to my girl Yuko who is another character in the series who I think checks a lot more of the boxes of healthy boundaries in relationship and so you know part of that is the same way that you got to be willing to be vulnerable with your partner you also have to know when to spend time alone or away from them, which in turn supports the first thing we mentioned, which is having your own goals to work on. And Yuko uh, is another character in the series who is smart, she's pretty, and she also has a crush on EDA. But the difference between how Yuko handles her crush and Kotoko handles her crush is Yuko still has her own goals and her own sense of self. Like she still has a pretty healthy relationship to herself and clearly values who she is. And where that works out really well for her is, uh, you know, she confesses a little bit sooner in the series and EDA ultimately rejects her. And while that stings and it's tough and it's hard, and I'm sure she listened to Secondhand Serenade or whatever her favorite band is when she got home to cope, because she still had this long-term vision of what she wants in life. It wasn't a, my life is over because EDA doesn't want me in it. It was a, okay, so time to move on with the rest of my life because this thing I thought I wanted isn't going to work out for me. And there's a nuance in that, but I think the nuance is really important to, to nail down, which is, have you made your relationship, your end goal in life, or have you made relationship a part of the vision of your life? And that's a really important point, Christina, because I think another healthy relationship boundary is that a partner is supportive of their partner's goals and projects and desires. So not only is it about you having your own goals, but in a partnership, both people should be supporting each other in whatever way works best to keep each other growing and building and working together in some way, shape, or form. 
And I think that while we didn't really see <laughs> any examples of this in this anime, I think where I could have seen it is probably with Kinchan. And what we know about Kinchan is that he's super devoted and super loyal to Kotoko. And what I really admire about Kinchan is just like his presence because he's someone that is there with the difficult conversations when Kotoko is sad, when she has her, her feelings, her thoughts, when she's feeling alone, he's there. And he loves her regardless. And even yet, he's still working on himself, still working on his goals. He's becoming a chef. He's like building his own world independent of her or how it's going. And you can see that in a partnership with someone like him, he would be the type of person who would show up and be there to support whatever Kotoko was working on. Right? Unfortunately, that was just not the right pairing. But I think that in the end, Christine Robbins, who ends up with him, is a very lucky girl. Yeah, and you know, I think it's great that you're bringing up Kinchan as well as Christine, Mary, because like these are the relationships that actually point to why it's worth belaboring these points. Because you might be listening and going like, well, why are you judging these high schoolers? Who knows how to do it right in high school? Well, the thing that's unique about Oedipus is that it's not just contained to high school years. It goes on to follow these characters as they're young adults. And that's an important thing to emphasize because what you see is that a lot of their patterns in relationship as teenagers carry over into their patterns in relationship when they're adults. And so spoiler alert for y'all, however you did it in high school, (laughs) I have news for you. No matter how smart you think you are, you're probably doing it the same way now. Yeah, and that's why, you know, talking about healthy relationship boundaries is so important because we get so, look, especially in a new relationship at the beginning stages, you're so happy to spend time with the person. You just like get lost in the magic and the feelings of it. And you're creating this whole fantasy world around like the future and what you want to create with this person. And oftentimes that's really the point that we really have to set boundaries for ourselves and say, well, these feelings are great and they I'm really feeling this person, but at the same time, this is what's important for me and myself and my growth. And these are the things that are non-negotiable because the more you have that awareness, the more that you have those boundaries set in place, the stronger of a foundation you're creating for a long-term relationship. Yeah. And additionally, it's not even to say that like, you know, we've been talking about how a lot of the point of contention for Kotoko and EDA is how different they are. And it's not to say that you can only have a healthy relationship with someone who thinks and feels the same way that you do. I mean, even with the two of them, you see how they complement one another. Kotoko helps EDA be more connected to his heart. EDA helps Kotoko strive to have more goals and ambition in life. But I think the difference between their opposites attract and say other famous relationships in anime is that there isn't a lot of responsibility around it. You know, while we were talking, Mary, one relationship I thought of, which I guess is a spoiler if you somehow haven't watched it in like the 10 years since it concluded, is in Oran High School Host Club. Because similarly, you have Tamaki, who's like the airheaded, you know, prince charming type, end up with Haruhi who is 
to the point, goal-driven, very logical. But the difference is when they have a difference in opinions, they they actually communicate it with one another. When Tamaki takes issue with Haruhi being so independent, it puts her in danger. He scolds her and he says, hey, this doesn't work. You have to actually have to learn how to depend on me. And vice versa, when Haruhi sees Tamaki sacrificing his own dreams and what he wants, you know, to appease his father and appease other people, she goes, hey, that doesn't work for me. You know, your goals in life need to be your goals in life. And so it's their willingness to actually partner with each other and put on the table what they're seeing happening that makes their relationship healthier than, say, the ones we're talking about in the Oedicus series. Yes. For example, I mean, let's look like at the dynamic here. Um, Whenever Kotoko is ready to leave, when she's like, I'm fed up, I'm done, I'm I'm leaving this, I don't have feelings for you anymore, I'm just going to go do my own thing. Those are the moments <laughs> that idiot comes back. <laughs> and it's like, dude, what's happening here? And that's, that's partially because there's no open communication, there's no access to his own feelings, to his vulnerability. You know, he's so closed off from um, his own emotions and from others that it's really hard for him to let that go. And while that's in place, it's hard to create a really healthy relationship versus, you know, Oran Host Club, where you see that there's that openness, there's that willingness to say, yes, I can see that this is a limitation for me, but I'm willing to take that extra step because I care about you, because I want you in my life. And that's what we're pointing to. Yeah. And so, you know, rather than continue to chat about fake characters, let's talk about you for a second. On our list of healthy boundaries that we talked about, which ones are you already reliable to bring to relationships? So take some inventory. Again, we talked about things like healthy communication, establishing boundaries, having your own goals and areas for growth, knowing when to be vulnerable, knowing when to take time away from one another. Of those different things we've discussed, which ones sound like you? So whatever you checked off, good job, you. Pat yourself on the back. And which, if any... If you're just being, and look, this is a one-way call. Like you can hear us. We can't hear you. (laughs) You You could whisper it into the ether and we'll never know the truth. Secret safe with us. Which of these might be missing? And what are you, like, what do you notice is the impact of those things being missing? Are you such a people pleaser that you forget to create what life looks like for you? Are you so focused on getting it right that you're not leaving room for vulnerability and intimacy. What's the gap? And now that you're clear on what the gap is, how do you want it to go differently from here, my friend? And of course, if you need support around this conversation, we're here to have talk it out, create some awarenesses, create some things that could go differently for you moving forward. I mean, look, it's not easy. I just gotta tell you probably relationships are, are challenging and extremely fulfilling because you're in a partnership with someone else who brings their own experiences, history, and everything else. But that's why it's even more important for you to be clear on what you want, what it looks like, who you are, what you're going, what you're going towards, your own relationships and friendships, so that you can build something that's healthy and empowering for you and something that builds you up. 
And uh, last but certainly not least, one practice that you can do is take stock for yourself of what relationships in media could be anime, could be, you know, North American TV, could be Korean dramas, could be video games, wherever you consume content and you see people in relationship, which couples for you are hashtag relationship goals. And I really invite you to get curious at this because whichever ones you pick are a great barometer for how you're doing with understanding healthy, healthy boundaries and healthy relationships. Mary just put in the chat, Yuri on ice, which is an amazing example. Yes. Oh, mm. if you want to talk about the best relationship in anime, in my humble opinion, you should go listen to our Yuri on ice episode. We cover the topic of love in all of its forms, but yeah, seriously for you, one way to know where you fall on this spectrum of healthy boundaries and what to work on is what are the relationships you love out there in media? Again, it's not bad that you love them. We all do. I could share my ships at any given moment. But how does what works about them or what doesn't work about them reveal on what you could be working on for yourself and your relationships? Yes. And on that note, if you like this episode, leave us a comment. Um, please find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. And if you can, please leave us a review. It really helps us um, find new listeners, especially those who love coaching and anime. And as always, your comments, suggestions for new animes are always welcome. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We will catch you in the next one, or we'll catch you on our next Coach Taku Live coming to you every Friday evening until we say otherwise. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Coach Taku subscribing so you never miss a new episode have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss dm us on our insta coach taku pod d-o-h-c-h-t-a-c-u-p-o-d or email us at coach pod at gmail.com love your wonderful host in that case you can follow me christina at here Xtina roar on instagram and you can follow mary at mary m-e-r-y dot the nerdy coach. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.